Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Giguia. I'm Mindong. 65 days until the college basketball season begins. Yeah, we're back. Uh, it has been a while. Uh, obviously, Min has finally adjusted to the college life at Bryant. Uh, love the background. At least you have something in your background this episode. But uh, yeah, we've been off a couple of days. We apologize. Uh, college football is going to take up our Saturdays now. That is why my voice is a little bit scratchy because uh, I was definitely screaming and yelling at the Clemson game yesterday. Uh, they lost, which is pretty unfortunate, but uh, we'll bounce back next week like most of my teams do that I root for. So I'm very excited for that. But, uh, yeah, obviously college basketball up right now. The MAC is up for today's episode. I'm very excited to get to this one. 65 days. we got a lot more college basketball to be talking about. So we are doing a back-to-back episodes, uh, MAC today, and then MAC will be on Monday. Yeah, finally moved in. Background's not so fun anymore. Celtics fan over here, the RTM logo, it hasn't showed up yet because guests are not allowed on campus for another eight, nine days. So in 10 days or so, it'll probably be up there. But, yeah, let's just get started. Yeah, of course. So for those of you who do not know by now, get with the program. But we got Player of the Year, Dark Horse, teams. Today we got 11 all the way up to number one. So, uh, yeah. This is a very interesting conference to rank. I think there's a lot of teams that are very good together, knitly close uh, towards the top and also towards the bottom. So uh, we have a little bit of differences in today's episode, but it's going to be very hard to rank this, especially with the two teams in the MAC playoffs last year or the conference tournament that made it, the, the seventh seed in Fairfield and the ninth seed in Iona. So that just shows you this is a crazy conference when it comes to tournament time. So, yeah, let's just get to your uh, MAC player of the year. Yeah. Uh... Very risky one. Anthony Nelson of Manhattan, 13 and a half points, three and a half rebounds, three assists this past season. He was a transfer from Seton Hall. Manhattan didn't have a greatest of seasons, obviously middle of the road, kind of just like everybody else in this conference. There's always one good team, one bad team, and everybody else is just even, I would say. And yeah, Manhattan, uh, veteran-led team. I think he's the best player on that team. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Manhattan can hopefully going to have a very good year this upcoming season. Got a couple guys also coming in this year. So we'll talk about them. Obviously, we have them pretty high, both of us do. But my uh, my player of the year is going to be Quinn Selzinski coming in from Iona. Well, he transferred, coming in, transferring from Louisville, now playing at Iona, obviously. But he only averaged six and a half points a game, three and a half rebounds at Louisville. But don't get me wrong, this guy is a true beast. And uh, he's following Coach Rick Pitino. He's going to be one of the best big men in this conference, even though he's a transfer. But I watch out for this guy. He's going to be one of the engines for this Iona team this year. And Iona, you know what they're looking like. Obviously, they're the reigning champs for this MAC conference. It's all very scary for this team, and uh, we're going to talk about them and all the insane transfers that they got because uh, they got a huge plethora of some very good quality transfers. You're muted. Yeah, no. <laughs> As for my dark horse, I had Mammoth here. Mammoth always a very competitive program. Obviously, not their bench bob days are are over, but. This year's team is looking really good. Three stars returned, most of the bench returns. And Shavar Reynolds, the starting point guard from Seton Hall last year. I don't know why he transferred out, but, yeah, he's he's at Monmouth now. I think he's another all-conference player. Monmouth should be very competitive, just like the rest of the conference. Definitely agree with you. Monmouth, a very good team, hopefully on the rise. Did lose some guys, but you'll see what happens with this team. And uh, my dark horse, I uh, – 
I guess it's an ongoing theme now after my blooper. I got Fairfield here as my dark horse. Obviously, I said this team was from Rhode Island. I know they're from Connecticut. Uh, they're definitely a top three team in Connecticut, if I do say so myself. You got UConn, you got Yale. I think Fairfield's that number three team in Connecticut. So uh, shout out to Fairfield. Uh, shout out to our buddy, also Tom Singleton. He's going to Fairfield. So, uh, yeah. But uh, Fairfield's entire rotation, they do return from the past season. Uh, hoping to elevate once again, led by Jake Wojcik and Taj Benning. Uh, I think this team's going to be very good this year. And they're a seventh seed and made it all the way to the championship, like I talked about earlier. So this is definitely defined dark horse. But uh, they're not really too dark of a horse anymore uh, in terms of just how good they did last year in the conference tournament. But uh, a lot of teams still had this team under the radar. So watch out for Fairfield. I think they're going to be a very good team this upcoming season. And they're going to show it as the season moves on. Number 11, very, very surprising pick uh, by your standards. The number one team last year, Sienna. I think they're going to be the number 11 team this year. Uh, first to worst season. I don't know if that's ever happened in college basketball. But, yeah, the top three options are gone. What a great past couple years it's been for them. They've ran the conference all the time. And, yeah, I think it's going to be brutal for them, especially with – the, all the guys above them, they're returning at least 70, 80% of their team. And Sienna is not. Yeah, I mean, you looked at what they had last year. They were a very talented team, but they lost so much talent. Uh, they are not my number 11 team. They ha I have them one spot higher, but uh, I don't really know. This team's definitely not going to be outside the bottom three. Uh, I don't think so, at least. But you never know. Sienna could definitely be unexpected for a big boom this season. So who knows? Maybe they do turn things up and be back to where they have been the past couple of years. But something just tells me they're not going to do that either. So I'll talk about them in a minute. But I got uh, Kinesis right here at number 11. Uh, sorry, I just had to put a team here. So I'm putting Kinesis here. Four stars, a few bench pieces do return for this team this upcoming season. But uh, Kinesis has a very decent season last year. They do return uh, Mal Malik Green, who's coming off the bench, averaging 13.5 points a game. He was their leading scorer, actually, coming off the bench. So uh, will he stay off the bench this year again? I don't know. They might put him in a starting role, which could definitely change his production. I've seen plenty of guys who average some great uh, points off the bench. Then they turn to a starter, and things just kind of turn differently in terms of their production. So I think that could definitely be the case here for Malik Green. But uh, We'll see what Kinesis does, but I think they're still a very good team. But I don't think they're uh, – that good in comparison to a lot of other guys uh, who are in, uh, heavily impacting their teams returning. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I have Kinesis at number 10, four stars and a few bench pieces uh, this upcoming season. Should be a very competitive team due to their, due to all the veterans they have, but again, uh, should not break a 500 conference record in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree with you with that one. But uh, I got Sienna here at number 10, like I said. Two stars, majority of the bench do return, though, which is a positive sign. But after losing the MAC, um, I believe it was the quarterfinals it was to Iona. Uh, they lost very early in the uh, MAC conference tournament, but uh, which was very surprising because we knew that it was going to be a very good battle between them and Iona. Uh, but the winner would probably win it all. But, uh, yeah, Iona ended up beating them uh, pretty badly, I think, from what I remember. But I don't remember too, too well about that one. But, uh, yeah, Sienna, big hit to their roster. They lost Jalen Pickett, Manny Camper, and Jordan King, pretty much their top three options. Uh, Jackson Stormo is now the top option, but I definitely think Sienna takes a huge step back, like you said earlier. So I got them here, number 10, and I don't see them getting outside the bottom three. Mm -hmm. Number nine, Niagara, another veteran-led team. I feel like all these teams except Sienna, they have all veterans. I, I mentioned that earlier. But, yeah, they're going to be very competitive. 
But again, in this conference, there's going to be teams that do not break a 500 conference record. I think Niagara is one of those teams again. Yeah, time for a mid-episode switch for me. I'm putting Niagara also at number nine, like you said. Four starters and some bench do return from Niagara this upcoming season. Uh, this team does return their second option, Marcus Hammond. He did average 12 and a half points a game this past season. But this team has some very good talent, but I just think uh, it's going to be a little bit weaker in terms of their talent of a lot of these other teams. Still a very solid MAFC team, but I think a lot of teams are just leapfrogging them in terms of who else is coming back for them, who is more impactful for their respective teams. Mm -hmm. Number eight, I have Marist here. The top six return from a very average season. Should be a competitive team. Uh, but yeah, once again, I think they're in a group that's going to be very competitive, but no better than a 500 conference record. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I got Marist one spot higher. Don't sleep on them. So I got them there at number seven. But number eight, I do have St. Peter's here. Another team who's uh, taken a huge step back. Uh, this team finished, I believe, third in the conference last year, uh, from what I remember. But, uh, yeah, this team took a huge hit to their roster. They do return four stars and some of the bench, but believe it or not, when I looked at St. Peter's website and roster online, they had seven guys on the roster. So four of those, four of those seven guys were starters last year, and then they got three other bench guys coming in. So uh, I don't know what's going on with St. Peter's, but when I looked, I saw seven guys currently on the roster. And this is kind of crazy how four of them happen to be starters from last year's team. So I don't know. But regardless, Daryl Banks, the third, does return as a new top option. So St. Peter's should be a very interesting team to watch. They did lose their big man. Uh, I do not remember his name off the top of my head, but he was a beast. Uh, he was averaging double-double figures. But, uh, yeah, St. Peter's should be all right. I think they will take a huge step back. So I got them here at number eight. Uh, for, yeah, and now you have them next. Yeah, I do have them next. Thanks for spoiling that. I've never Sorry. Seven. <laughs> but, yeah, don't sleep on St. Peter's. Their style of basketball element is so boring to watch. It's just they take the shot clock down. They do nothing. It's like they just dribble there for like 20 seconds before they, they do their action, and they have an elite defense. So uh, they're always one of the more lower-scoring teams, but they also allow very low points because the pace of the game that they play is very slow. But once again, a very great coaching staff, four stars returning, very low-tier dark horse for me. Yeah, definitely. And this team last year had some very good non-conference games. They almost beat St. John's. Uh, I believe that was at St. John's that game was. Uh, but, yeah, St. John's ended up winning. But I was very surprised with how close St. Peter's kept it. So uh, don't sleep on this team. Still a very good team. Also, do not sleep on this team, who you talked about a little bit earlier. Number seven, I got Marist right here. The top six do return for Marist this upcoming season. Ricardo Wright returns as a top option once again. He's a very good player, don't get me wrong. But uh, also, the big X factor. The new big transfer, uh, Victor Eok, uh, coming in from Memphis. He's a, I believe he's like a seven-foot center. So uh, that could definitely stir up some things in the MAC because you don't really got those big centers like that in this conference. But, uh, well, I, I guess you do with Quinnipiac and Kevin Marfo, but uh, he's coming back as well. So uh, regardless, Maris definitely going to be a solid team on the rise for the MAC. How good they'll do, I don't know, but this team definitely a sleeper. So watch out for them. Mm -hmm. Number six, my dark horse, Mammoth here. I really like their squad. I mentioned before, three starters and Shabar Reynolds coming in. Definitely. My number six team, I spoiled it a little bit, but I got Quinnipiac right here. Four stars in all of the bench returns from last year's team. They had an all right season. Uh, they finished around 500 in terms of conference play. I believe they got bounced a little bit early in the MAAC conference tournament. But uh, the big man comes back, Kevin Marfo. 
making his homecoming debut back at Quinnipiac. Played at Quinnipiac, left for Texas A&M. He's back at Quinnipiac, so uh, things go full circle, I guess, with this one. And also another guy on a team a little bit later in this episode. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny how both of them decided to go back to their respective schools. But uh, regardless, top option, Jacob Rigoni does come back from Quinnipiac. So this is a very under-the-radar team, but I think the uh, other five teams ahead of Quinnipiac are just a little bit more talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of Quinnipiac, I have them in my top five at number five. Like you said, four starters in the Big Ten. Uh, big man, Kevin Marfo is back. Two years ago, he was at Quinnipiac. He was actually the nation's leading rebounder. Gentry to Texas A&M, obviously, things don't work out with undersized big men in, in this type of uh, conference. And, yeah, the pieces are definitely there for this team to contend. 100% agree with you. And I got Mammoth here at number five. Should be a very solid team once again, led by three stars and some bench pieces coming back. Uh, George Papp is probably one of the top options now. If you do remember the name, uh, you might remember him from famously stealing the ball at the end of the game during the Kansas game. Uh, it's a very famous clip about that. He stole the ball, dunked it, and then they started talking some stuff. But uh, that was a very funny moment, I think, for me, because uh, Mammoth was down about 50 points to Kansas. So uh, you you remember that? You remember that, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, they were down 40, and Kansas was dribbling the shot clock out because, you know, yeah. horsemanship. He just stole it and just dunked it on one of them and got teed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's one of the most famous things that happened these past couple of years. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think he, he's a very good player still, don't get me wrong, but uh, – I mean, he's probably one of the top options. Also, Savar Reynolds coming in from Seton Hall. Like you said, these teams definitely compete. But uh, I think these uh, top four teams are going to be very hard to rank in, respectively, because uh, there's some very good teams in these top four, believe it or not, from the MAC. Mm-hmm. Speaking of number four, uh, Fairfield, they return 100% of their minutes, 100% of their points, 100% everything. And I don't know why I have them number four. I, have, I, I should be putting them higher. Hopefully they, they outperform this ranking, and they probably will. Yeah, I mean, it's very hard to rank them, but uh, I, I do have them a little bit higher. I'll talk about them in a minute. I got Manhattan here, your dark horse at number four. Oh, sorry, not your dark horse. Uh, your player of the year is in this uh, team uh, with Anthony Nelson. But uh, five starters and some bench pieces come back for this dangerous Manhattan team. Uh, led by three double-digit scores, Ant Nelson, Warren Williams, and Elijah Buchanan. Uh, I really do love this team, and especially the two transfers they got who should be very good quality transfers. Uh, Jose Perez coming in from Marquette. He originally played at Gardner-Webb, I believe it was, before coming here. So uh, Marquette, he had an all right time. I mean, he was playing alongside DJ Carton, who was a fantastic player in himself. So Perez didn't really get the production he wanted, so come back down to the mid-major levels. So he should have a very good season, hopefully. And also Josh Roberts, the X-Factor from St. John's. I know you're pretty big on this guy, but uh, I think he's going to be a very productive transfer coming into Manhattan. So don't sleep on this team. They got a lot of good pieces coming back and some good returnees as well. So uh, I would not be surprised if this team goes very far in this MAC Conference Tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manhattan a little bit higher, but in my top three, I have Ryder at number three. Ryder is, is so back. Demencio Vaughn, he's back. I know his thing at uh, his time at Ole Miss wasn't was uh, wasn't the best, but yeah, he was killing it at Ryder. Three starters return. They had one of the more underrated transfers on the market, and Mervin James. He's from North Alabama, I believe. The pieces are definitely there, but yeah, I think the top two teams are a lot better. <laughs> Yeah, I really do like this Ryder team, though. Don't get me wrong. I have them here number three as well. Three stars, some bench coming back for this team this upcoming season. Ryder looks to be pretty solid 
And uh, you forgot another name, Dwight Murray Jr. returns. He was their top option last year. I know they didn't have the greatest of records last year. They were towards the bottom, but this is a team that's going to make a huge jump uh, from bottom to top, hopefully, uh, if we are right about our predictions. But uh, also homecoming for Demencio Vaughn, like you talked about, coming back from Ole Miss. Uh, I don't know what's going on with all these guys leaving and then coming back. So uh, this is like the third guy in this conference to do so. But regardless, Mervyn James also coming in from North Alabama. You were correct about that one. He's a very under-the-radar player, like you said. He had a very good time at North Alabama. Hopefully he's going to produce at Ryder. So do not sleep on Ryder. This is a dark horse team. Uh, but, yeah, I really do think they could be a very good team this year. Mm -hmm. Number two, Manhattan. Really love Manhattan this year. Starting five back, three double-digit scores. And like you said, Jose Perez, totally forgot about him. He's coming on from Marquette. Josh Roberts, I know you mentioned him. I love him. He was my favorite guy at St. John's. Just a big lob threat there. I think he, he is the missing piece for his team, especially since they lacked big man presence last year. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Josh Roberts, probably the X factor for this team. And if he produces, this team could be a very dangerous team. Uh, it's going to be very hard to beat that number one team up there, though. But uh, Manhattan definitely has a good standing chance. I think Fairfield right here, my dark horse at number two, does have also a pretty good chance. Like you said, 100% of the minutes, scoring, anything is coming back. So uh, essentially just running it back. And uh, this team, like I said, they made it very far. They made it to the championship as the seventh seed in this conference tournament last year. So anything's possible for this Fairfield team. Uh, I do think, however, in this conference tournament, one of these teams down the bottom of our list is going to have a huge mm -hmm. Cinderella story run in the MAC tournament as it happened last year. So I would not be surprised if that did happen. But Fairfield, in terms of production, projections and preseason rankings, they're definitely looking to be one of the contenders for this conference. But it's going to be very hard to beat that number one team who is looking loaded once again this year. Yeah, that number one team, I think, in the league of their own in this conference, Iona, the team that beat, obviously, so loaded. One of the best mid-major teams in the nation this year. Just look at who they got in the transfer portal. They got player of the year, Quinn. Uh, they got Tyson Jolly from SMU. And Tyson Jolly, fun fact, was your American player of the year last year. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know what happened, but uh, I thought he's a very solid player. Don't get me wrong, but uh, SMU kind of underperformed their expectations, and a lot of guys on Houston just kind of boomed. So, uh, I mean, I thought I was an all right pick looking at it from the preseason standpoint, but definitely kind of failed. But uh, it's happened before. Uh, can't be worse than my current maker prediction, but uh, it, it happens. So, uh, Tyson Jolly, very good player, though. Don't get me wrong. SMU, they're looking to be in some trouble. Lost Tyson Jolly, lost Farron Flavors Jr. They lost a lot of guys. So, I don't know. We'll talk about SMU later, obviously. But uh, good for Tyson Jolly to come to a very dominant team who can make the March Madness tournament, probably. Yeah, and speaking of the American, they got another starting point guard from the American, Elijah Joyner from Tulsa. But, yeah, that, that probably isn't your worst prediction. Your worst prediction, Texas losing – or Texas winning March Madness. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad I threw away your little <laughs> present. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Hey, don't worry. This year, this year's the year, man. Uh, that might be my prediction this year once again. But we'll see what happens. But uh, I was just here too early, like I've been saying. But uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I got Iona here, number one. No surprise. Uh, only two stars. Some of the bench shows return for the reigning champs in Iona. They shouldn't have any problems at all. Coach Rick Pitino, man, he's such an amazing coach. And uh, 
he he turned Iona around in one season pretty much. So uh, he's definitely a very talented coach. But uh, some, a lot of good transfers come as a result of that. You talked about him, Quinn Zizky from Louisville, Tyson Jolly, SMU, and Elijah Joyner from Tulsa. They do lose some pretty good talent. Isaiah Ross is now gone, who was one of their top options last year. But they should not have a problem at all winning because uh, they're definitely the favorites in the team with the biggest target on their back in this conference. But uh, it should be a very good conference tournament, I think, for the MAC. That's probably one of the better ones to watch out for. And it has a lot of very good upsets as well. Personally, I didn't watch too, too much of MAC basketball last year, unfortunately. But this year, seeing a lot of good competitive teams, I'm definitely going to take a better look at the MAC because I think this team's a very deep conference, probably six teams deep, I think. The top six are very talented. And uh, don't sleep on the sleepers because uh, they're down there as well. And there's some very good teams. So I'm very excited for the MAC this year. Going to be a very underrated conference. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably the deepest conference in terms of, like, veterans and, yeah, uh, in, in the college basketball. I think all 11 teams are, are very competitive. They're all even, in my opinion. I think, I think it's divided into three, three, um, three tiers. Tier one, <laughs> Iona. Tier two is, is that two to seven range, and then tier three is everybody else. But, yeah, I think Iona is the team to beat and probably one of the best mid-major teams in the nation this year. Yeah, I agree with you, definitely. And I'd be surprised if this team did not make it to March Madness. Uh, they they did pretty well, I'd say, for playing against Alabama last year as a 15th seed. But uh, they did the best they could. But uh, I think it could be a little bit different this year. I think they could probably make it above a 15th seed, maybe a 14 or 13th seed. Uh, it just it really depends on how the other teams in the MAC do and uh, how good the strength schedule for Iona is, uh, obviously, with the non-conference schedule. So I'm very excited to see what happens with this conference, but uh, would not be surprised if a lower seed uh, below probably seven uh, ends up being a sleeper team in this conference tournament and making it maybe all the way to the finals. So uh, watch out for some of these teams, Marist, Niagara, St. Peter's. I know we have them very low. Watch out. They can definitely make a huge storm as the conference tournament uh, rolls around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is all we have for today, tomorrow, or whenever we do it again. The MAC is next. We, You know we love some MAC basketball. That is now our favorite conference because you know why. Justin Turner and my mind is blinking. Yeah, I mean, Javon Graves reached out to us. We got a couple other guys. Uh, one guy we're still in the process of getting an interview from. Uh, unsure if it's going to happen or not, but uh, at least he reached out to us. We respect the message, but uh, – We'll see what happens, but the MAC is going to be a very good conference. A lot of talent was lost this past season, though, with the MAC, but uh, we'll see what happens. I think there's a clear front runner off the top of my head. I know you're probably thinking what I'm thinking as well with that front runner, but besides that, I don't really know who else is coming back. My boy Danny Pippen's gone, I believe, so uh, it's a very sad story for me. But uh, MAC should be very solid once again this upcoming season, but there's a lot of new changes that we have to take aware of. Uh, but, yeah, it should be a very good conference once again, though. But I'm just very excited to get to it. It's definitely one of the best ones for the terms of the mid-major level. Yeah, and I have nothing to add, so I'll let you end it. So, because, you know, I suck at ending. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, if you say it like that, you're never going to be good at ending. But uh, right. it, it, definitely <laughs> takes, it definitely takes some practice. And uh, I guess I'm just a professional at ending it. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things I'm still working on, especially with my Texas prediction. I got I to gotta get that soon, but uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. But uh, 65 days till the college basketball season begins. Time is ticking, man. So uh, get your calendars ready. Get your uh, 
get your everything ready. Get your popcorn, and uh, everything's going to be coming relatively soon. I'm just so excited for this season to begin. But uh, we got college football to look forward to for now. So we got a good mix of college sports, but we love the college sports. But basketball, you know, that is the top dog. So, uh, yeah, 65 days till the season begins. We'll see you probably tomorrow with the MAC Conference. But that is all we have for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. And it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. See you guys tomorrow.